0: My next guest was a nuclear scientist who radically changed the course of his life after God called him to become a Bible translator in the South Pacific. He's discovered some amazing revelation from both the scriptures and the ancient Jewish sages that may hold the answer to mysteries such as what happened to the lost 10 tribes and where are they? And was the founder of America, Christopher Columbus, a Jew? Please welcome the director of South Pacific Island Ministries, author and Biblical scholar Victor Schlatter. Victor, welcome back to Jewish Voice, good to see you again it's Been a long time. Have a seat. You're a linguist, you're a Bible scholar, and you've made some amazing discoveries. I want to talk about the Lost Ten Tribes because it's a theme that really interests me personally. Uh, we've been finding Jewish communities around the world that claim to be descendants of the Lost Ten Tribes. Where did they go? Where are they? These forgotten ones basically in the Third World these days
1: and all the way across the Southern Hemisphere.
0: Well, the seed of Israel truly really scattered. Talk about the legend of Papua New Guinea. I think that's fascinating. Oh, right. Papua New Guinea, as I
1: said, 800 tribes. Now they're all different. But uh, the Highlands tribes probably have a lot in common. And this is where I first got into this stuff I began taking Papua New Guineans over to to Jerusalem and all over the place. The second trip, I was over there and I I, uh, gave him an afternoon off and I ran over to a friend of mine who was a photographer and on the back wall of his little cubicle, his little office, he had all these pictures he had taken, didn't use, didn't want to throw away and Right in the center were three dark-skinned girls. And his name was Bud Burton. I said, Bud, where'd you get these Papua New Guinea girls? He says, they're not Papua New Guineans. They're Ethiopian Jews. Whoa. I come over there and I said, where are these girls from? I thought they were going to say Papua New Guinea. They shocked me. They said, this one is from Pangaea. That's about 75 kilometers from where we lived. This one's from Mendi. That's the southern island's capital. Or the provincial
0: capital, so they recognize. They, they, they
1: look the facial features. You they could, could tell, tell them they're different. But I wasn't born there. But I could tell a lot of them. And then this third one, we don't know. She, we don't, we don't recognize her. She must be from the coast. Anyway, I said, look, you guys, these are three daughters of one father, born in Africa, and her father brought them to Jerusalem last year. And. Uh, That's where he he got the picture. And then he started telling me, our ancestor was Avram Pamu. Now, you know, B and V are interchangeable in Hebrew. Avram, that's Abram Pamu. I didn't know what Pamu was at the time. I found out later. Ramu. It's Ramu, and uh, it means exalted. Abed Ham, abraham Ham, Avraham, exalted father of many nations. He told us not to steal, not to kill, not to take somebody else's wife, not to tell lies. But the white man came, and we forgot all this,
0: all the way to Papua New Guinea. The- you, you, you talk in your book about uh, Exodus thirteen eighteen says so, which I'll read, and you have retranslated it. Exodus thirteen eighteen says so. God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea, the Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle.
1: That's what the English says. Or there's about 10 translations. And the English translators said armed for battle. This word, Hamushim, means fortified with some moral tenet, fortified with uh, loyalty, fortified with excellence. Equipped with honesty, equipped that's what the meaning of the word is, and only one means equipped for battle. That's the one that the translators picked. But that's not the one the sages who know Hebrew picked. They picked a variation of that word, it's a, a variation of Ham Hamesh five. I am as plural, the plural of five in the thinking is fifty or also. 20%, one fifth. And that's what the sages went for, saying, and this sounds like unadulterated heresy only 20% left with Moses.
0: They one were from Goshen. Th- so you're saying one fifth left uh, Egypt in the yeah, Exodus? In Egypt. Which brings up an, a, a really interesting question for me. We've recently been working, started working with the Lemba yes. in Zimbabwe. You believe that, that they may be from. EGYPT, POST-EXODUS EGYPT.
1: I DO. I GIVE PEOPLE THE FACTS, THE THINGS THAT I FOUND, GO AHEAD AND CONNECT THE DOTS. AND SO uh, uh, I I THINK IT'S A PRETTY GOOD CHANCE THAT THE LEMBAS CAME FROM THAT 80% THAT NEVER LEFT Egypt with Moses in Africa, in Central and Western Africa. They kept the Sabbath. The tribes kept the Sabbath. Fi-
0: we are finding isolated Jewish yeah. communities all over Africa. The lembar are amazing because they're isolated, they're rural, they, yeah. they only eat meat that is uh, butchered by their own butchers, they, only, they, they won't intermarry, yeah. and the DNA. They have a higher percentage than the Sephardic and and the Ashkenazi. Goes all the way back
1: to Abraham. Your offspring are going to be like the stars of the sky and the sand of the sea. It goes all the way back to Abraham. We were talking about Christopher Columbus being Jewish. I think he had a handful with him on the boat. These, uh, you mentioned the name crypto or conversos. These were supposedly converted to the Roman system. But then once they got out of there,
0: they went back to their... Jewishness. we're talking about jews who underwent the process of yes, conversion, conversion without really because we're, it, we're, we're christians on the outside we're jews on the inside yeah
1: and it will it's either convert to the system or get your heads cut off or get burned at the stake well columbus opened the door and then these conversos or cryptos how many do you think there are well this is what i didn't know found a uh, messianic brother i believe he was working with these people I ask his brother how many conversos do you think are down there?" He came back in three days. He said, we recognize reckon 15 to 20 million conversos in Brazil, not 100,000, 15 to 20 million. Where you just came from in Mexico, 5 million more. And then he said, we don't know
0: Chile. It's harder to get our facts down there. I might be pronouncing this wrong, but the Amikoshi Arc.
1: Yeah. Omikoshi.
0: Amikoshi Ark yeah. in Japan. What is it? Where did Japan get it?
1: I had a couple of friends, short-term missionaries in uh, in Japan, and they saw these these Shintoists running around with the the couple of poles and the little doghouse-like thing on top. Hey, they said that sure reminds us of the Ark of the Covenant. I got to. We got to tell Victor about this one. And they told me. And I start researching it and looking it up, and the, the, the bottom line here is that in 40 days, that it only took 40 days for two tablets of stone. To, shift off into the golden calf. So what's gonna happen in 40 generations? So therefore this Shintoist Ark certainly must have come from some Jewish tracks way back. Uh, The fact is that God made some pretty good seeds and these genetics could pop up one of these days.
0: They could indeed. How about the seed of Israel in China? Abraham's
1: second wife, Keturah, had sons and daughters. Uh, She, uh, uh, he sent them to the east And the East isn't London. The East is China. And so there are Chinese communities
0: there. Victor, talk about the title of your book, Genetically Modified Prophecies, your most recent book. That's a really interesting title. Well, I'm a little bit bit naughty in
1: my titles, but uh, you never never know what it's about until you you, uh, have to get into it and find out. Well, first of all, the. the, a lot of these folks that came in with Moses on the way out of Egypt, uh, the the Jethro's and uh, the the Caleb's, and uh, let's see there were other oh there were others that weren't into Egypt. There there was Rahab the hotel keeper in Jericho and Ruth. You're not supposed to have a have a a Moabite in the in to the temple. For ten generations, hey, Ruth walked right in and even came into the line of Messiah. And uh, these things, I can see where uh, modification is not too hard for the Almighty. He made genetics in the first place. But What I see genetics as is the carrier wave and a call from deep space, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created. He created genetics. And it's his carrier wave. Hey, he talked to Adam. He talked to Eve. He talked to Noah. How? Huh? Well, there's something in here that here's something out there. And I see that there's going to be a real harvest one of these days from the third world. And a lot of it is going to be from the southern hemisphere.
0: Victor, thank you. Great to have you back on the program. Victor's book, Genetically Modified Prophecies, Whatever happened to the sand and stars uh, God promised Abraham will help you to better understand Bible prophecy connected with the last days in the return of Yeshua, Jesus. It's a fascinating tool to help you better understand the Scriptures and God's promise to restore Israel. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.